Pause for thought and join in the barking with Darren Rowe on The Mindful Dog. Joining us from our studios in Hamilton, I am joined by Mindfulness for Dogs, Darren Rowe. Good morning to you. Hi Mal, how are you this morning? Very well, how's your week been? It's been really nice. Um, we haven't had uh, too many problems <laughs> with everything going on. Nice to get out a bit more as well. Um, I imagine your, how are you, how's your freedom day, I should ask. <laughs> Oh, it's actually really good. I um, I didn't go out like it seems every other Aucklander did to dinner or for drinks that night, but I did go to have a swim in Takapuna and I went and had a coffee at a cafe and I actually walked in and I haven't, you oh. know, it's it's just weird it's nice little things, yeah. but I haven't walked in for ages and I asked the um, man behind the counter, I said, how's it been this morning? You know, has it been all right? I said, yeah, it's been pretty good. There's a couple of, you know, uh, people that have had a bit of an issue, but uh, on the whole, you know, 99% of people have been absolutely great about uh, showing their vaccine passes and yeah. just anything like that so you don't, you don't realize do you about how much um how much not i say civil liberties have been taken away through this without until you actually go back and do something like that and think oh god little small things <laughs> just walking into a coffee shop yeah it is but you hear i mean it's just so well exactly but then there's so many people that you hear uh you know, you're only hearing from the people that have an issue about these things too oh yeah yeah you know yeah. most people yeah. in uh in auckland i've seen are happy as larry to go out and actually show the vaccine pass and get on with it so yeah, it's a great thing. Uh, move onwards and upwards, I say. Onwards and upwards. Next step, uh, we might be able to even leave the town at some stage. But I know that the rest of New Zealand isn't particularly looking forward to that. But, you know. Well, I don't know. Well, <laughs> I, see some Aucklanders again, I think. Well, you know, as long as the Aucklanders behave in appropriate fashions. Because let's be honest, sometimes Aucklanders, when they uh, leave their their <laughs> their home, they are just a, feel, a little tiny bit entitled. Not everyone. I mean, most are good, but there are those, that little core group that can be just a little bit entitled. But anyway, (laughs) enough about that. Let's talk about our animals today. And you want to talk about mealtimes, which I think is actually fascinating. I've never given it Mm. that much thought. Well, it, it kind of all, um, like I say, I was going to talk about something totally different um, yesterday. And then I suddenly realised I had quite a few clients and I'm um, talking this week, trying to catch up with everybody. And, and there's been this common theme and I try and pick up something that everyone's talking about to, to talk on the radio, just because if I'm talking about it, then probably people yeah. around the country are mm-hmm. as well. And, and one of it was about what do we do with food and, and not what we feed, because everyone talks about what we feed and there's that raw food and kibble diet. And I don't really want to get into that kind of argument. You feed really what you think is appropriate for your dog. Right. But um, <clears throat> it's how you feed it and when you feed it. And, and we've always been advocates of dinner goes down, dogs eat their dinner, dinner, go, dinner bowl go up dinner's over yeah mm-hmm. in the same way that we do where we have our set meals I'm, I'm i'm a bit of a snacker actually during the day um my wife papio she eats her meals um thin as a rake basically eats the meals every day um at certain times as routine as anything and and that was the argument well not the argument but discussions i've been having with clients that some clients particularly the little tiny dogs more so than the bigger dogs mm. um, people leave the food down for them and and i just wanted to touch on that you know what should we do and, and why why should we do a certain thing as opposed to the other so why should we feed meal times rather than free feeding as they call it where we just leave the food down and the dog can take it whenever they want to yeah and um and what the reasons are behind that, really? What do you do with your little one? Well, I I was just thinking about this, and um, she is a she's a really delicate eater. She doesn't eat much, so I do mm. leave the food down. I've always left it yeah. down because she never sort of goes. And, you know, she's so delicate with it. She's <laughs> never been a, a one who wafts it all down. Um, but. I may change that after our conversation we'll today. Pick, yeah, called a picky eater, I think, is the uh, technical term for that one. Yeah, like she does eat, but it's just like, you know, kind of yeah. goes in this slowly and she's never gagging for it like the cat is. The cat's just like massively <laughs> hungry all the time. He'll just and muscle in on anything at any time of day. And, and normally cats are 
finders grazers. So <laughs> yeah, he's just desperately hungry all the yeah. time. It's like you haven't fed me for what a good half an hour. I'm starving. Oh, uh, but That's the dog, sad. she's she's definitely a little bit more. You're right, picking about it. Now, if you mm. do have a question too for Darren uh, about anything to do with your dog's behaviour, make sure that you get it into us. Three nine two zero is a text, or you can call as well. Oh eight hundred eight double four seven four seven. So where do we begin? Yeah. So. So really understanding, I guess, why people think that um, leaving food down for a dog is going to be an advantage to them. Mm. And, and it comes, for me, it comes from, I guess, that if, particularly with the rescue dogs, um, if you leave a the food down there, then they're not going to, they, they may not have had very much food when you first got them or before you had them. So if you leave it down there, it's going to be really um, accessible for them all the time. And, and, and it kind of plays on your emotional heartstrings, I think. Oh, dog's not had much food before, so we'll leave it down for them all the time. But right. But, and, and is that kind of like eat as much as you like, isn't it, sort of thing? I had a friend um, up uh, when we used to be up towards um, Wellsford, and she had a, a bag of, you know, the Tux biscuits? Mm-hmm. And she would just leave an open bag of Tux biscuits. And she had about seven dogs, and, and, and it was amazing, these dogs, actually. And they would just go in there and just grab a biscuit when they felt hungry. Wow, okay. <laughs> it was incredible. Gosh. <clears throat> She'd always, I've never seen that implemented in a way that um, worked. worked before, but that was amazing. I have to make my hat off to her. Mind you, she ran a little rescue centre up in Wellswood as well, so um, she was pretty in, t- in tune with dogs. Um, so, so most people think about doing that to prevent resource guarding. We talked about resource guarding where dogs start to um, guard that food, yeah. And if it's available all the time, then they're less likely to do that. But I'm going to kind of try and convince people that's actually the opposite um, when you leave food out all the time. Um, and the other thing is just convenience. I can't be bothered to keep giving them meal times. I'll just mm. throw it down on the floor and then dog can take it when he wants. But remember, dogs are opportunistic feeders. They'll just eat and eat when it's there, mostly. Unless we start getting picky dogs. <laughs> yeah, like my little girl. Well, my yeah. old lady, shall I say. Yeah, yeah. Right. And I mean, there is an argument about whether you'd want to change that now. But she's this age, you know what I mean? Mm. Getting on a bit, you don't want to change too much. Um, but we've got to think about what we're doing for the dog, not for us. So when, a lot of problems that we have with our dogs aren't due to the dog's bad behaviours. It's about what we expect from our dogs. Um, so we've got to think about what's best for the dog. And what's best for the dog really isn't necessarily what's best for us. It doesn't always go hand in hand. Um, so, a couple of reasons. I've put about five reasons, I guess. That, uh, that, that there's many more, as always, but probably the top five reasons are that it's all about healthy habits. And if you think about the nutrition of of us, we're we're meant to be eating a not even breakfast actually. I think is the the latest stuff I was reading. Um, but we're eating meals set meal times, and we don't snack because we're putting an extra load on our digestive system. If you think about our body, it produces energy, mm-hmm. and it needs that energy. And if it's constantly having to um, digest food all day, then that energy is going into digestion, not into our brain and all those other things. Yeah, sure. <coughs> but, well, that makes mm-hmm. sense. So dogs are the same. Um, if we feed them on a regular basis, um, and it might be one or two meals. For puppies, it's probably going to be a couple of meals during the day. Um, for an older dog, I, I would suggest two meals. I wouldn't just do the one meal. I think that's a long time between mm. meals for a, for a dog to go. But yeah, if we, if we give them a set meals, then they get maybe an hour afterwards where it's digesting. And then all that energy is available for, their, for them to run around and go crazy and do whatever, yeah, rather than constantly digesting all day. You can see a lot of dogs when I go into clients, they're, they're quite anxious and quite depressed. And, and, and dogs do get depressed, guys, yeah. And, and a lot of it is because they're eating all day, because they're just constantly having that, that lack of energy because it's all going into their, their, their um, digestion. So how would, long would you leave the food down for? Um, so we, we've got a rule. We, we leave it down for about five minutes. And then if a dog doesn't eat, it goes back up. 
Uh, we, we've never had, well, actually, it's, that's not true. We have had a couple of dogs over, over time that have um, caused us issues. I'll talk about Sherbet later. My wife's probably, like, sat at home going, oh, Sherbet. <laughs> but, um, yeah, um, five minutes, put it down. If I don't eat it, it gets picked up. We'll talk about how you transition your dog maybe from a, a raw, f- uh, from a, a free feeding eating to um, to set meal times um, mm. a bit later, perhaps, yeah. Um, but, yeah, that, that's the most important thing. What I would do now is I wouldn't say, right, I'm going to, it's 9 o'clock or six o'clock for us dinner time uh, breakfast time is six o'clock dogs get five minutes and then dinner time is four o'clock yeah what you want to do is give them a transition window so maybe from six till eight and, and that gives you a chance to maybe sort of get up a bit later if you need to um, we, we have a, a special routine on sunday we don't feed the dogs till seven and they don't get up until seven they know that sunday seven every other day six <laughs> kind of thing but have that little window and then if you do don't get home from work properly your dog's not gonna get anxious mm. just before dinner time because they do know the time they, uh, they may not be able to read the time off the clock, but they know when it's dinner time <laughs> every time. Wow. Yeah, well, they, they do always know when it's dinner time, yeah. don't they? <laughs> Mine certainly do. Clever animals. <laughs> okay, so that's one thing. Yep. Um, the other thing is healthy appetite um, uh, go hand in hand. So if I've got food down all the time and my dog's just picking... Um, the first thing to go when my dog's ill is their appetite. Same for us. The last, you know, the last thing you want to eat is a big bowl of um, greasy, uh, I don't know, bacon and eggs, that kind of stuff when you're not feeling very well. Mm. But if your dog's constantly got food there, how do you know if your dog's hungry or not? And therefore, you can't always gauge whether they've got stomach upsets, whether they're feeling sick, unless it's the real physical signs where they're vomiting and that kind of stuff. And, and sometimes it's too late after that. Um, so having the food coming down as a regular meal time, and your dog showing those it's classical conditioning um, where they you know they see the food and they salivate and they get really excited about food mm-hmm. if you don't have those signs you don't know if your dog's lost his appetite and some of the chronic um, conditions that you get with dogs um, that is one of the signs and if you, if you spot that if you can't spot that then your dog could be going downhill pretty quickly and you don't even realize well, that's a very good point. With the older guys. Yeah, well, that's that's <coughs> the point. If you do have a question for Darren, 0800 844 about your dog's behaviour, get it into us now. Or you can text as well, 3920, right here on the Sunday Cafe. It's the Sunday Cafe with Mel Homer. Got something to add? Call 0800 844 747. Magic talk. We're talking with Darren Rowe, mindfulness for dogs, and it's all about feeding and why you should maybe not leave food down for your dogs all the time. If you do have a question, 3920 is the text, or you can call as well, 0800 844 747, and uh, let have a chat with uh, Darren and decide if he can help your dog out. Maybe it's with how they work on the lead or any other number of things. Uh, give yeah, us a call. Always nice. It's always nice to have a chat with people, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. It yeah. always is. So 0800 844 Okay, so reasons not to leave the food down. We've talked about the uh, healthy habits, the health and the appetite going hand in hand. What else do we need to think about? Yeah, so harmony um, is all the habits, all the H's, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> um, harmony is um, harmony within a group. So we've got obviously seven dogs. Um, quite quite popular now for people to have more than one dog, or so two or three dogs. Um, and that whole harmony while you're eating or while the dogs are eating is really important and quite a lot of times people don't realize that their dogs um around there's there's quite a lot of anxiety around food and we might have our dogs eating um in their bowl you know in their bowls um 
next to each other and we think that they're okay but actually what they're doing is if you've got maybe your labrador that's walking down its food and you've got your little fox terrier next to them that's eating really slowly your fox terrier might be giving that labrador the eye and saying if you don't eat that quick i'm going to grab it mm. so all these little subtle signs that we we miss out because we just put food down for the dogs or leave food down um that can cause all sort of fractions and, and friction within your little family <clears throat> so having a bowl down and having a set time five minutes for that it takes that away we, we've got um, we've got lots of dogs. Obviously, we've got a little rescue dog that gets quite intimidated by the other dogs um, for whatever reason. So we have a barrier between her and everyone else. So she gets her bowl. Everyone else can't. Well, she can't see anyone else, and therefore they can't see her. So she doesn't feel pressured to eat um, quickly and, and guard that food. More importantly, I guess. Um, mm. So re- really worth thinking about that sort of thing when you've got um, more than one dog um, because flashpoints can happen. I've got a lovely little story um, from our group. This is a good few years back now. We took on a little dog called Lala. Um, uh, we were into Teletubbies at that point, so we had <laughs> Lala. <coughs> and um, she was a, she's the most gorgeous little um, uh, blue mill border collie. She's now nine. And she was about oh, she was about two when we got her. And we put, put all the dogs down. And we, we had all the dogs, all the bowls. They all ate together because um, they were all little family. They grew up as puppies. And we put her in the middle. Um, as you do, put the bowl down. She was very well behaved. She sat there waiting for food for a few seconds. Um, when we said, you know, yep, grab your food, suddenly it was a full-on fight, and she went to try and eat everyone else's food, and, and there was quite a big scrap going on. And um, when we sort of stepped back and thought about that, all of our dogs were sat there looking at their dinner going, all the other dogs were sat there looking at the dinner going, oh, that's my dinner, and that's my dinner. She was sat there going, that's my dinner, that's my dinner, that's my dinner, that's my dinner. And, of course, when everyone else started eating her dinner, she wasn't happy. <laughs> so so we changed the way that we uh, we fed our dogs pretty quickly after that one. But you don't really want to get to that stage. Um, obviously, she was a new dog coming into the group, so we didn't know her little subtle things, whereas if you've got a dog at home, just, just watch those little subtle behaviours that your dogs do with each other because that, that starts to then pervade into their normal life. Um, yeah, and that can become, become problems before you know it. <laughs> okay, so that's something to consider. What else do we need to be thinking about? Yeah, so so probably hygiene, I guess, is really important. If you leave food down all the time, uh, um, cat food's the worst one for me. It stinks. Um, we, we've got two cats. So I do love cats. But putting down wet cat food and just leaving it there all day, mm. oh, it's horrendous. And it's flies too. Food. Oh, it's disgusting. And and I don't know about you, but I dropped a little tiny bit of crisp on the floor down in my house uh, a couple of days ago. And I'm not joking. I went I went just popped in to grab a cup of tea, came back, and there must have been a hundred ants on it. I don't know where they came from. I've never had ants in the house before, but they were just everywhere. They're fascinating so, the way ants get into the oh, house, isn't it? Man, mm. mad. And I just followed that, you know, the little chain? <laughs> so I followed a little chain, there's a little tiny hole by the door. Yeah, I did that <laughs> once, and it went in. all the way across the, uh, from, it, they were in the kitchen, and I followed them, and they went all the way across the lounge, sort of probably about 50, 20 feet, all the way out to the front door, and, yep, they were coming in by the front oh, door, man. and I put a couple of those traps down, one by the front yeah. door, filled with the sticky stuff, one in the kitchen. Yeah. It was very satisfying. They were gone <laughs> by the next the next morning. I was amazed at how many, how many just appear from nowhere. Um, the other thing, I guess, is... When you're putting food down, not so much with the dry kibble, but certainly the raw food, and, and there's a growing sort of body of people um, feeding raw food, if you leave it down all day, particularly in the summer, it's going to get really hot, and, mm. and that bacteria are going to grow really quickly. You'd be amazed how quickly bacteria can grow. So so potentially you're adding an extra sort of um, problem for your dog to have to deal with uh, with their intestines, and that might put them off the food. <laughs> yeah. So you might be counterproductive to what you're trying to do. It's like so, trying yeah. to eat day-old sushi that's been left on the oh, kitchen bench. Oh, can you imagine it? Yeah. Mm. Um, I think we're... we're we're very conscious of hygiene for our own food, but I do see a real lack of 
um, food. And also wash your bowls afterwards. I do feel, see a real lack of hygiene when it comes to dog feeding. Okay. Definitely. Hygiene's yeah. make important. Sh- make sure you wash the dog's bowls afterwards thoroughly because even the smallest bits of um, raw food can, can cause problems with the stomach. Although they're, they're, they're pretty good, their stomachs have to admit. Mm. Yep. And, and then I guess the, the, the biggest thing and, and the, the best thing for me is about the training opportunities around food. Now, I'm not talking about making them sit there for half an hour waiting. I don't use dinner time at all for that kind of stay, sit-stay thing because I think that builds anxiety around food and, and then likes of Lala can cause that resource guarding even more. <clears throat> um, and please, 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 guys, um, seriously, don't go on the internet and... and look at all the different things that you do around the food. I mean, I've seen all sorts of horrendous things. We talk about this a lot, I'm sure, but um, different feeding rituals like eating before your dog does, um, whatever things have we got. Um, making your dog sit there for half an hour salivating um, to show that you're dominant and it's your food and you own the food, yeah. all those kind of things. They're not scientific. Um, I, do you know what I've even seen, and this is mad, I've even seen someone on the internet spitting into a dog's food to show the dog it's theirs. Oh. Can you believe that? I can actually. If it's on the internet, people will be watching it and thinking that's what you do. Yes, they will. That's the problem. Don't always believe what you see on the internet, right? And there's the the advice for 2021. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Um, The other thing is around food, you do listen, you do not have to be able to put your dog's food down and put your hands in their food and mush it around, right? You don't have to do that. Um, I don't know where that idea has come from. It causes all sorts of bites, especially when kids. So, because kids mm. will be watching you and they'll do it, right? When the food's down, just let the dog eat it. I mean, you wouldn't want to do that with you. Can you imagine? I mean, how old are, how old are your teenagers? Uh, what, the kids? The, they're yeah. 15 and 18. Yeah. Can and you imagine if you sat your kids down at dinner time and then before they started eating, you said, oh, hold on a sec, guys, and you start mushing your fingers around. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. They, they would, they oh, would God, bite my fingers more. off. <laughs> exactly. Well, the same thing happens with a dog. Mm. <laughs> so don't do that. Don't do that. You know, just, just let them eat. Um, that's the most important thing. Um, food is, is a real sacred thing for dogs. So put the food down. Let them eat it. Don't, don't get involved. Don't, don't use it that kind of training thing. And, and you don't have to dominate your dog when it comes to food. But what you can do is you can use a couple of key sort of things, um, uh, training methods or training ideas around that food. So first thing is when you've got your food, where does your dog want to be? It wants to be with you. So use that as a recall training. So right. we, we have a little thing. So the dogs are outside. We start to make the meals and we shout everyone's name and they all come running to us and then they get their dinner. So the value of their dinner is huge, right? Obviously, because it's their dinner. And then what we can do is transfer the value of their dinner to their name and then the recall. So suddenly, whenever we say their name now, they just come back straight away because they think they might be getting their dinner. The value is the same. <clears throat> really cool way to get your dog and and i never use the word here or come or any of those kind of things as soon as i say my dog's names i'm expecting them to come straight to me and they do come straight to you and they they do not not always but pretty much i mean we're we're pretty much (laughs) the the living breathing animals but and we do have a dog next door to us it's a a, quite a new dog and he's on the fence and he comes and barks every morning to say hello and all my dogs run off and say hello and i can call them all back by name and they'll all come back individually Oh, good so stuff. Hey, Darren, well, we're out of time for today. Thank oh, you so really? much. Uh, it is our last show next week for ah, the year. So yeah. think of some good stuff and we'll have a chat next one, yeah. year. Yeah, and enjoy the rest of your week. Thanks so much. Thank you, Mel. And if you want to get in touch with Darren, remember, mind, Mindfulness for Dogs, the number four, uh, you can go on Facebook, follow on Facebook, get all of the tips. There's videos, there's blogs, there's all sorts of things as well. You've been listening to Darren Rowe on The Mindful Dog giving our canine friends a voice throughout the world. 
To find out more about what we do, visit our website at www.mindfulnessfordogs.com.